10 teams, 10 season launches and 10 liveries. It can only mean one thing, it's time for me to rank the 2023 F1 liveries. So get ready because you've been summoned to the steward's office. Hello everyone and welcome back to the steward's office. I'm Syra, and today I'm going to be ranking the 2023 F1 liveries. All 10 of the teams have now done their season launches and revealed their season contenders. I'm going to be letting you guys know which ones were my favourites and have a chat about the launches with you as well. Before we get into my rankings though, let's be honest here, there were a lot of cars that had a lot of black on them. I thought I would talk about this now before I go into all of my rankings, just because of the sheer number of cars that had black on them. I really don't want to repeat myself every time I talk about a livery, so I thought I may as well just mention it now at the beginning. I'm a little surprised at the sheer amount of black that's on all of the cars. The black on most of the liveries isn't actually paint, but exposed carbon fibre. Painting the cars, regardless of the colour, means that you're adding weight, which obviously costs teams a lot of lap time. I honestly, honestly thought a lot more of the teams would have found a way to reduce the weight in the car, not just through scraping paint off and leaving carbon fibre exposed, but through some of their upgrades and maybe making the chassis a little bit more lightweight. But maybe they have, maybe some of the teams just wanted to get the weight as low as they could and then just add ballasts if they needed to, but yeah, that's my thought on the black. It seems to be a lot more for weight saving purposes than just because it looks cool. And I thought I may as well mention that now because it seems to be what a lot of the teams are doing this year. But now that that's done, let's get into the actual rankings. Coming in at number 10 is Alpha Tauri. I usually like the Alpha Tauri livery. It flows really well and just looks really well put together and considering that they're mainly a fashion brand, I wouldn't expect anything less from Alpha Tauri, let's be honest. I love the way they usually incorporate the logo into the livery, especially in the past couple of years, but this year I'm really just not a fan, which is exactly why they came in last place. All In has come on as a new sponsor to the team after splitting ways with Alfa Romeo last season and that's meant Alfa Tauri putting on a lot more red on the car and I just don't like it. The red for me is really assaulting on the eyes and it stands out so much, just not in a good way. I think on the Alfa Romeo it didn't stand out as much because the car theme is normally white and red but with the Alpha Tauri, when your colours are normally white and navy, and those are still the primary colours on the car, there's just these bright shades of red here and there, and my eyes immediately get drawn to them instead of the actual car. In terms of sponsorship, I mean, that's great. As a sponsor, you want people looking at your brand, so great for Orlan. But for the actual livery, I'm really not a fan of the red on the car. The Alpha Tauri logo on the car as well is so much bigger on the sides and I'm also not a fan of the white nose. I much much preferred the navy nose last year. The white, I, I don't know why, I just, I prefer the navy compared to the white. 
Overall, it just feels like the AlphaTauri livery this year is a downgrade from last year. I don't think it flows as well. It feels really almost clunky, like it doesn't flow. You've just whacked on colour here and there, whacked on a bit of red, and it just doesn't look as nice to me. The launch, though, was probably one of my favourites, just because it was straight to the point. A nice two-minute video, and then the car reveal at the end. Perfect. Wonderful. We weren't wasting time. We got straight to the point. We got to the reason why people were tuning in to that live. It was to see the car. I don't know if it was just me, though, but I thought there was going to be a bit of a bigger launch. When AlphaTauri had announced their season launch day, they had said it was going to be in New York, it was going to be during New York Fashion Week, and so I don't know. I think I just expected something a little bit bigger, and because this came after the Red Bull launch in New York, I thought we would get a lot more. I think it would have been nice during that launch to hear from Yuki and Nick, especially because Nick's a rookie, Yuki now has a new teammate, but I know there were interviews that were posted afterwards, so we didn't lose out on that entirely at least. I'm not going to complain too much though guys, because some of the launches went on for way too long. I appreciate that AlphaTauri didn't give us an hour of waffle, they had a really nice video for two minutes and then gave us a shot of both of the drivers with the car. I tell you what was a little bit weird though, was all the mannequins behind Nick and Yuki and the car with all the clothes on them. Freaked me out a little bit until I realised that they were mannequins and obviously they were there to show the new AlphaTauri fashion line, but yeah, was a little bit weirded out by that at first. Number 9 was then the Haas. I saw some mixed opinions on this livery. Some people loved it, some people hated it. I am definitely veering more towards the latter category here. So Haas cut ties with Ural Kali during pre-season testing last year. That's given them the chance to take a little bit more control over their livery. MoneyGram is their new title sponsor, but I don't think they've been as demanding in terms of what goes on the livery and the colours that they're using as much as Ural Kali was, so they've had a little bit more control. It's a very black and white car though, isn't it? With a couple of splashes of red on the front and rear wing, so it's not, not really anything special. There was a point where the house was mainly black when Roman and Kevin were driving it before Ural Kali had come on, and I really loved when the house was that colour. I think it was black and gold as well, that was very, very nice. But yeah, they've mainly gone for black and white, and I think the red is mainly for the Haas logo, which is traditionally in red. The car kind of reminds me of like a licorice orsal or a mint humbug in the way that it's painted. I can't lie though, head on, the car doesn't actually look too bad. When you look at it straight on from the front wing and the nose, it doesn't look like a bad car. But I really don't like the aerial shot of the car. There's just such a stark difference between the black and white and it doesn't seem to stand out as a car to me. There's not anything especially interesting about it. It just seems to be a really, really basic livery, and what doesn't help is that I don't even know what the branding for Haas is anymore. I don't know what their brand identity is. It has changed so much in the past few years that it's just hard to know and pinpoint it. Their season launch was probably the most minimal thing ever. 
It was the same way they revealed the car last year. They legit just posted the photos online and that was it. No fuss, nothing wow, just posting the photos on their social media channels. I feel like that's mainly down to the fact that there are financial issues with Haas and funding issues and that's no secret. Haas are quite open in saying that, yeah, they don't have the same money that other teams on the grid have. So I feel like they choose quite a minimal season launch to save that money. I do think they could have pushed the boat out a little bit and maybe have a video to go with the livery. Something like how AlphaTauri did their launch doesn't have to be anything massive and super flash. Even if you just had a couple of clips going around the car, maybe have Nico and Kevin around it and Gunther, just something a little bit more. It's something that definitely wouldn't have cost as much as a full season launch with an audience and a presenter and renting out space if they didn't have the room in their factory. But what it would have done is probably create a little bit more excitement and talk about the car compared to the way they've done it now. Overall though, the car for me is just kind of eh, nothing too special. It's there and you know, it does the job, covers the car, I'll see it on track. We then have McLaren coming in at number 8. I normally don't mind the papaya. I don't think it's ever been my favourite livery, but there's nothing wrong with it. I like the fact that they have such a bright colour on the car. It makes it so much more noticeable on track. This year though, like most other teams, they've stripped back a lot of that colour. But with McLaren, they've stripped back so much of the paint that it almost looks like there's more exposed carbon fibre on the car than there is papaya, which is a little bit disappointing considering they're known as the papaya team. Honestly, I think that was what disappointed me most looking at the car. I don't know whether they were just struggling to find other places to strip back the paint in a more hidden way or whether they were just struggling with weight that much, but so much black and just not enough orange for me on that car. Also, the light blue on the car is not something I've been a fan of at all. I don't know, it just... I need a bit more from the blue, it needs to be a little bit brighter, because with the orange, I'm just not a fan of it right now in that really light powdery blue stage. In terms of their launch though, I really loved all the black and white video clips they had for their 60th anniversary of the brand. They had some amazing clips of Bruce McLaren and the original McLaren workers doing interviews and the fact they had two of the original workers at the launch was amazing. Really great clips of how McLaren was built up as a brand, how they built up through Formula 1, some of their champions, some of their race wins. They were really lovely videos so I really really enjoyed seeing those. We also got the chance to hear from Oscar Piastri as a McLaren driver for the first time and we also got to hear from their new team principal. So yeah, for me it was one of the better launches. Not a load of unnecessary interviews and talks, mainly got to the point that we wanted and it didn't take a whole load of time for them to actually reveal the car. At number 7 we have Red Bull Racing. What can I say guys? Was it a surprise that they didn't change the livery? Not at all, and I can't say I'm angry about it either. I know people have made memes about it, I have myself, and I know there are a lot of people who wanted Red Bull to change the livery, but there's a lot of brand recognition there. I know exactly which car is a Red Bull when it's on track, 
I know when I close my eyes in my head what an RBR car looks like when I picture it. There's no doubt about it in my head. And honestly, I think if they were to change the livery, there would be a little bit of upset and anger towards it because it's just the way we know an RBR car looks like now and if it's not broken, don't fix it. In general though, it's just not my favourite livery. It's a really, really deep navy and always so busy with sponsors. So that's why I chucked it in at number seven. I don't hate it, but I don't love it. It is there, and I think there are just better liveries on the grid for me. The launch, on the other hand, was one of the worst ones for me. One of my least favourites. It was a fairly long season launch, and I don't understand why we had to wait until towards the end of that launch to see what was essentially the same car. Like, My hat's off to Red Bull for literally putting fireworks around the stage when you were revealing the same car. They did, however, make a huge reveal that they will be partnering with Ford in 2026. But F1 had already posted about the fact that Ford would be returning to F1, just not the fact they would be joining with Red Bull. So the announcement kind of felt a little bit anticlimactic to me. I can't figure out whether F1 was meant to announce it before the launch or not, but regardless of whether they were meant to, I feel like they should have waited until RBR had made the announcement in the launch, because it took away some of that attention from it and some of the excitement surrounding it. On top of that, there was also the mysterious disappearance of Stefano Domenicali. I haven't seen anyone from the FIA or the FOM in a launch this year, but apparently Domenicali was meant to be at the RBR launch, only when they announced him on stage, he didn't turn up. They ended up finishing the launch with us still having absolutely no idea where he was. Apparently he was backstage, but I have no idea why he didn't actually end up on stage. And I don't think we ever figured out where he went or why he didn't turn up. To be honest, he was probably just going to say a few words on the fact that Ford were rejoining F1 and how excited F1 were and how much history there was there. But that didn't help the entire anticlimactic feeling that I was getting from this launch. As always though, it's nice to be able to hear from the drivers and we also got a chance to hear from Daniel Ricciardo as he rejoins the team. I feel like the audience was just lacking a little bit though. As were the presenters, they didn't seem too excited to be there. None of them were the most enthusiastic and it was just a little bit disappointing. There was though something announced that has made me pretty excited. And that's the fact that for three of the American races this season, Red Bull are launching a contest for fans to design the liveries they run at each of those races. So that's for Texas at Circuit of the Americas, Miami and Las Vegas. I cannot wait to see what people come up with for this and what ends up on the car. If I had any kind of artistic ability, I would love to join, but I struggle drawing stick people, so... I might step away from this one. It is a great idea though, and I've seen fans do concept liveries for a load of different teams, so I'm sure it won't disappoint, and it's a great way to get your fans interacting with the sport. After Red Bull came Alpine for me. The livery has always reminded me of a pink and blue fizzy cola bottle, and I absolutely love the taste of those. I adore the pink on the car. 
it's not a colour that any of the other teams really have, and I think the blue and the pink actually works really well together. This would have been further up my list, it normally is. I genuinely love the Alpine livery, but once again, the amount of exposed carbon fibre meant that it was just bumped further down on the list. I'll be honest with you guys though, if Alpine decided to use the fully pink livery for every single race this year, it would have ended up near the top. No doubt about it. Just give me back the Pink Panthers. I miss them. There was absolutely nothing that could have beaten a fully pink car for me. I loved it and I want it back, so Alpine, just commit to it. Give me a fully pink car this season. Forget the Alpine blue. I don't care about it. Just give me the pink. The launch though. When you look at the entire launch, what a mess. It was meant to start at 8pm, so I was ready. Sat down with my family, waiting for it to begin, and I thought it was starting on time. And that in itself I was shocked at, because a couple of the launches on Sky have actually been a little bit late. Not majorly, but I was pleasantly surprised when I thought, oh, Alpine is starting. Great. Wonderful. And then I realised I was basically getting 15 minutes of adverts for Alpine. Nearly 15 minutes of adverts just for their road car, and some of them were shown twice. You want to know what was ironic though guys, what was really ironic, the fact that one of their ads legit said, on time. For what? Alpine, you are 15 minutes late to your own launch. What happened? 15 minutes late, and then a pretty boring launch. The audience seemed so dead. And even the presenter seemed awkward when she was just trying to get some sort of reaction out of them, some kind of cheer. They were just dead. We also had one of the team members for Alpine giving us a full run-through of the car, which... Alright, look, I have a background in engineering. It might not be mechanical engineering, but it's still engineering. And even I found that part a little bit dry. I don't think any of the other teams really got any of their engineers to give that much of a talk on the things that they changed on the car. Not even like vaguely the things that they had changed in that much detail, the teams like to keep as much as they can quite close to their chest. So for me that was definitely an interesting choice. We did have talks from people like Lauren Rossi, Otman Safnauer, Esteban and Pierre came out and it was really weird seeing Pierre in the Alpine overalls. I'm gonna have to get used to seeing him in Alpine colours now, it's gonna take my brain a little bit. And we also had the announcement that Jack Doohan is gonna be their reserve driver in 2023, which I don't know, I thought we already knew that, but apparently it was an announcement. Maybe I just assumed, it seemed like the logical thing to do, but congratulations to Jack, I hope we get to see him in the Alpine garage a lot over the next season. But honestly, it was the worst season launch by far for me, and it definitely did not help that they started late. We're now at the halfway point, and that spot goes to Alfa Romeo. When I first saw the car, I honestly thought I was looking at the Ferrari. The shade of red that they're using is so close to the shade that Ferrari uses, or at least a shade that I associate with Ferrari way more than I do Alfa Romeo. A fair bit of black on this car as well, but I think it kind of goes with the red. I think they've tried to style it a bit more than other teams have. This one kind of reminds me of a cherry cola bottle, 
but I am gutted that we lost some of the white on this car since white and red are usually the colours that I associate with the team, but I'm not gonna complain. I really do like this livery, it's a really beautiful car. Like I said, I think where they've opted to have the carbon fibre has really worked with the red, so there's not just this stark contrast between the colours. I am almost a little surprised that Alfa Romeo needed to strip back so much of the paint from the car. I don't know, and maybe I need to take a better look at the car to see if it's paint or exposed carbon fibre, but they were one of the lightest cars at the beginning of last season, so I wasn't expecting them to need to strip off that much to lose weight. Maybe some of the upgrades from last season and whatever they've done to the car this year has made it gain a little bit more so they're way over the minimum weight limit, so maybe that's why. I guess we'll wait and see. But I don't think the black was a bad addition to the car, especially the way they've tried to style it. This launch was a little bit long, but I'm glad that we got some really interesting questions from the media to the drivers this time around not just about the car, but also about what they've been doing over winter break, and we had some really good insight from the team. We got to talk to the new management team and what they're hoping to get out of Alfa Romeo this season, and it was really nice to see Andreas Seidel at the launch in his new role as CEO. We didn't hear from him much, if at all, but he's not really a man of many words when it comes to the media, so that wasn't a surprise. I decided to put the Williams in fourth place. I adored their livery last year, and it's largely unchanged this year. The blue is beautiful, and what I love most about it is the geometric shapes in the slightly different shades of blue. It's subtle, but just gorgeous when you get that close-up of the car. And of course, I have to mention the roll hoop. I love that it's the Duracell battery. That was some extremely smart sponsorship placement right there. The designer knew exactly what they were doing with that. Williams have opted to go for a matte finish this year, like a couple of the cars have done. Matte paint does weigh less than gloss, so that's probably the reason behind that, especially if they didn't want a whole load of exposed carbon fibre on the car, they just opted to switch the finish on the paint. Personally, I love a matte finish, I get that I might not have the same kind of shine, especially during a night race, but I'm a fan of it. The launch itself was nice and succinct, I think it was roughly 20 minutes in length, not a whole load of fuss which I appreciated, and I'm pretty sure it was pre-recorded, or at least it looked that way. You know what, if it was pre-recorded, not even going to complain about that, because at least we didn't have the problems we did with the AlphaTauri launch suddenly. The one thing I am gutted about with this launch though was the fact that we didn't get to hear from James Fowles at all. And considering he's only just joined the team as their TP, I thought it was a little strange. I thought we'd get a couple of words from him, maybe about the direction he wants to take the team in or something along those lines. So a little bit disappointed in that, but I'm sure we'll be seeing him around a lot when the season starts back up. And now we are on to the podium places of my livery ranking. And coming in third, we have the Ferrari. Look, I think you guys are going to guess that I do love a block coloured car and the Ferrari is a classic. I get that they don't really change their livery and we can pretty much always expect the red. 
but for me it would feel like there was something missing from the grid if we didn't have that red car in the form of Ferrari. It would not feel like Formula 1 to me without it. They did change something this year though, and that's the rear wing. Instead of seeing a sponsor on there like we see with pretty much every team, we actually have the team name on there in that gorgeous white font, much like they did in Monza, and I love it. That rear wing is just perfect, and I am a huge fan. I feel like a lot of the fans loved it, and they listened to their fans, they listened to the Tifosi, and they opted to keep it on the car for this year. I just think it ties in with the entire car so well, and having the name of the team in that font is just so much prettier than having a sponsor on there. Ferrari do have a little bit of exposed carbon fibre by the looks of it, but they've tried to hide it towards the bottom of the car so you can't see too much. What you're mainly seeing is red, and you have to really look quite closely at the bottom of the car to see that exposed carbon fibre. Oofed, the Ferrari launch though. Guys, just wow. This is how a launch should be done. Without a shadow of a doubt, this was by far my favourite season launch. It was just so extra and I loved it. Kicking off with the Italian national anthem, an audience all dressed in Ferrari merch who actually looked excited to be there. The call and response from them was insane. The cards they were holding up to get the Ferrari logo and then the flag for Monaco. There was just so much passion and excitement in that launch. But the thing that just put it head and shoulders above the rest was the car demo for me. The fact that we got to see Charles do two laps in that 2023 car was insane. I don't think anyone was expecting that. I've so missed hearing the sound of an F1 engine and it definitely made me excited for the season to start and I feel like that's what a season launch should do. They've set the bar for a season launch now and honestly, everything else just makes me disappointed. My hat's off to Ferrari, especially to do a running of the car for the first time in front of everyone and on live TV because you don't know if anything is going to go wrong, so congratulations Ferrari. You might not be my favourite livery, but you are definitely my favourite season launch. Coming in at number two is the Aston Martin. This is, once again, a largely unchanged livery. I think Aston Martin basically said that they might have changed the shade of green a little bit, but that's about it. I love British racing green though, it is such a beautiful colour and I love it on the car and I do appreciate the fact that they didn't go with a matte finish for this because I don't think it would have suited the car at all. Like I said before, I love a block colour livery. I don't need a whole load going on with a car if I like the colour and I can see it through all the sponsor stickers. I'm pretty happy, I don't need a lot guys. So I'm honestly glad that they haven't changed much with the car. The launch itself was okay, not the most exciting. We did get to see Alonso as he joins the team and I did have a little bit of a giggle when he was running out of the tunnel with Lance. Lance is just walking normally and you've got Alonso running along after him. It was like a little hop, skip and a jump as he made his way to the car but I hope that just shows how excited he is to join the team and get to racing. And that only leaves one team. My favourite livery for the 2023 season goes to Mercedes. 
I said from the moment the season launch dates started to be announced that if Mercedes decided to go back to black, then they were pretty much going to end up at the top of my livery rankings. And here we are. And I know I've been complaining about how much carbon fibre there are on all of the other cars, but that's just because of the stark contrast between the team colours and then the carbon fibre. Mercedes just decided to go completely black. I don't know how many of us are actually that surprised that Mercedes decided to go black this year. Mirk Admin seemed to be dropping a lot of hints across social media that that's what they were going to do, but the one that threw me off a little bit was the mention of them going back to their history, especially because they had already gone silver last year, which was their history. It's made a lot more sense now since Mercedes haven't actually painted the entire car black. There are parts, but a lot of it is just exposed carbon fibre, and this was the exact way that the silver arrows actually came to be. When they first started in F1, Mercedes had to lose weight on the car quickly, and they decided just to scrape the paint off the cars, and the underneath was silver, so they became silver arrows. Now though, the body of the car is black carbon fibre, so they have returned to their history in this way. They scraped off the silver paint, and there was black underneath. I do love it though, and that accent of Petronas Blue, or Petronas, I think it's Petronas Blue, is just stunning. They've opted to go for neon colours for both of their drivers this year. Lewis is sticking to the yellow, and George's number is now in green. They both definitely stand out against the car and give it a much needed pop of colour. It just looks really sleek and elegant, and I hope it's as quick as it looks like, but we're going to have to wait and see about that. The launch itself wasn't anything special, let's be honest, it was a normal Mercedes launch. We had Toto, Lewis, George and Mick sat down and answering a couple of questions before the car reveal. Thankfully, the question portion didn't take too long, and we did get to hear about how the team were doing over winter break. After the car reveal, they answered a few more questions, and we then had Mike Elliott, who's the technical director, and Howell Thomas, who's the managing director at Mercedes-AMG HPP. Basically, he looks after all of the power unit stuff. They had them come out and just quickly speak about what their hopes are for the car, what they've been doing over the past year and over winter break, and what their hopes are for the future and what they've improved on. So yeah, it wasn't a wow launch, but it didn't drag on, and I'm thankful for that, if nothing else. And those are all of my rankings for the liveries this year. I'm sure we're going to end up seeing some special edition ones, though, or at least I hope we do. Alpine have already said that they're running the full pink livery for the first three races this season, so we should be seeing that in Bahrain, Saudi Arabia, and Australia. And as I mentioned, Red Bull will also have some fan-made liveries for the American races this season, which will be super interesting to see. And like I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, there was so much more black than I was expecting to see on these cars. And I know people are starting to think that the cars are going to all start to look really similar on track, because we're just going to see a lot of black. But I do think most of the teams have been pretty strategic when it comes to where they've opted to strip the paint just to make sure that at most camera angles, what we'll actually see are the team colours are not exposed carbon fibre, so hopefully it won't be a struggle to actually tell which team is which car, or which car is which team. What I really am hoping though is that when the teams are actually able to cut down on the weight, we'll see a lot of the colour return as say goodbye to the exposed carbon fibre. 
hopefully the teams can start making that progression this season as they start to develop the cars. Honestly though, I thought we'd be a little bit more on top of the weight at this point, but I guess it's still just a struggle for a lot of the teams right now. And look, I also know that there were a lot of people who were disappointed that so many of the cars didn't end up changing their liveries, but to be honest, a lot of the teams build this as a season launch more than a livery reveal, so I wasn't expecting there to be a huge load of change. On top of that, F1 is a huge stage for advertising, both for the teams and their sponsors, so you need a bit of brand recognition there. You don't get that when you change your livery a lot of the time, so I get why some of the teams opted to keep the same livery or a similar livery to the past couple of years. As pretty as the cars look though, what's going to be most important is how fast they go, and we're going to be getting a pretty good idea of that this week. On Thursday, we're going to be kicking off pre-season testing in Bahrain. I'll be keeping up with everything going on there, all of the times, any DNFs, and definitely how the rookies are handling their first F1 cars. So keep an eye out on my Twitter and my Instagram at stewards underscore office. I will hopefully be tweeting and posting on my stories. And next week, there will be a whole pre-season testing episode. So watch out for that. Thank you guys so much for watching and Dielkenbar. Make sure to give this podcast a follow on your favourite podcast platform. I really, really do appreciate every single listen I get. It means a lot. And I will see you guys next time you're summoned to the steward's office. Bye.